Have you ever wondered what it's like to witness a murder? Forrest grabbed the knife and then just stabbed Johnny in one motion. Or how it feels to be shot. I was immediately hit by a barrage of bullets. Or how you would react if your spouse hired someone to kill you. And he was to put me in a grave with a bullet wound on my head. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a stalking victim. Came back upstairs and when I came back and turned the corner into my room, I saw him standing there. You'll hear from a man who was kidnapped and tortured. I would do anything, say anything, to simply get away. And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. This podcast contains adult themes and language, and some of the things that we discuss may be disturbing to some listeners. In this podcast, we discuss sexual assault, torture, race, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Bienvenidos, bitches, and buiti binafi. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Fruit Loops is a podcast about true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that we do not hear or know much about. Contrary to popular belief, not all serial killers are straight cis white dudes. What? No, that's right. There are many well-documented cases of serial killers of color and Fruit Loops is a podcast all about them. We will take deep dives into the fascinating lives and crimes of serial killers and true crimes committed by people of color and the victims that the media and entertainment commonly leave out because the news is racist, allegedly. And we are Wendy and Beth. She's Wendy. I'm Beth. We're not journalists, investigators, or psychologists. Just a couple of gals interested in true crime. Also, the opinions expressed in this podcast are just that, our opinions. Please send any questions or comments to fruitloopspod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 602-935-6294. And we may feature it on a future episode. Also, our website is fruitloopspod.com and we use Fruit Loops Pod for all our social media. The footnotes for each episode can be found on our website. Plus, check it out for the different ways that you can support the show and become a Fruit Loops patron. So, Beth, tell the people. Who are we talking about today? Well, today's episode is a collaboration with the Murder History Girls, a true crime comedy podcast hosted by sisters Mickey and Brandy. We hope you enjoy it. And with that, let's get on with the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Murder History Girls. We're your hosts, Brandy and Mickey. Grab your favorite cup of tea or your favorite bottle of beer, get cozy, and enjoy today's episode. 
Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Murder History Girls. Unfortunately, Mickey is out doing school stuff today, so she is not going to be here. But in her place, we have the amazing Beth and Wendy from Fruit Loops. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining our Hello. podcast today. Hello. Thank you for having us. This is yeah. so exciting. We're so happy to be here with you. I know. Yeah. Me too. Oh my God. This is like so awesome. I know. We finally made it happen. We've been talking about this for a while. So for yeah, a minute. Have, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad we, I'm glad we were able to pull it off. Thank you, coronavirus. Just kidding. <laughs> the one Freedom silver line. Yeah, we have so much time. <laughs> That's hilarious. So tell our listeners a little bit about your show in case they've been under a rock and haven't heard of you guys, which is crazy because you're way more popular than we are. Oh so, my gosh. Whoa. Uh, well, uh, uh, you want me to do it, Beth? Beth yeah, is go shy. for it. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's the more talky one. I'm, uh, I'm the more techie one. Yeah, <laughs> give me to shut up. So um, Fruit Loops is a podcast about serial killers of color and the victims that we don't hear or know much about because contrary to popular belief, and this is hot topic these days due to the Gabby Petito case, not all serial killers or crime victims are white. Straight white people. Would you believe it? I don't. That sounds crazy. (laughs) And so. Fake news. uh, Yes. (laughs) Well, speaking of the news, we say every week that it is racist. And so we're here to uh, level the playing field. And we we tell, we talk about um, true crimes, um, but we talk, we get into the history. So um, again, we're even more excited about this. We get into the history of the place and the setting because it's important um, to apply context. Um, And then we talk about the crimes and uh that's it we just have a good time doing it um yeah. and uh yeah here we are three years later still doing <laughs> oh awesome oh, that's yeah. what i was gonna ask you tell the people how long you've been doing this so yeah. three years that's yeah amazing. almost exactly three years how'd you guys get wow. started well uh, yeah we worked tell- together Mm-hmm. Uh, in our nine to fives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we bees in the trap together. Yeah. <laughs> and we both like uh, podcasts and mm-hmm. true crime podcasts in particular. Mm-hmm. And so we would talk about them over the water cooler, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so we start talking about um, serial killers of color. And uh, Wendy asked why why there weren't any. any and I was like, oh, there are. <laughs> Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, they are out <laughs> we there. We just don't hear about them. And she's like, well, why is that? So I said, I don't know. And we looked into it. Yeah. And uh, it's racism. Yeah. So <laughs> Which um, is, isn't that the craziest thing? Like you're, yeah. you're racist against saying someone is a killer. Like, yeah. <laughs> how does that even make sense? Like, you are not going to take this from us. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? It is funny. And, and we sometimes get accused of being white. And where I am white, but Wendy's not, <laughs> yeah. and uh, racist. So mm-hmm. I'm like against uh, people of color because they don't listen to the show and they don't understand uh, what we're we're going for. Yeah, I mean, we're really. It is also we're kind of sneaky. It's an opportunity <laughs> to interrogate si- the systems in our culture that hurt people, including mm-hmm. lack of um, adequate resources, discrimination in housing, you know, redlining, um, mm-hmm. the uh, history, the history. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the great fact migration, that, great migration. We every episode, we always talk about the land um, that oh, uh, yeah. w- the indigenous land that is occupying the space. Um, and sorry, didn't find out for Washington, D.C. My bad. Oh, uh, I did. You did? Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> this, was, she, this is why she's my favorite white lady. But <laughs> 
anyway, Beth, uh, Beth is um, an OG of true crime. She's been into true crime for decades. And I've been a black Latinx queer person for decades. So we just kind of combined our powers. And uh, yeah, here we are. So. That's amazing. That That's lovely. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of any podcast, right, is education. Yeah. yeah so we, you should be walking so. yeah. away from any podcast that you're listening to learning something that you didn't know, or even mm. if you knew it already, learning something more about it. Right. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. So right. Cool. That's right. That's why we do what we do. Yes, so. ma'am. I love that's a word <laughs> like a bar. <laughs> <laughs> do you rap too? I just, I mean, like, wow. No, I don't. <laughs> Nobody wants to be here for that. You no. got a future in this. <laughs> 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 I do. I do truly, truly enjoy doing this. I, yeah, yeah. My sure. main focus is the history side of it, and mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. but I do like I, Mickey is hardcore, like um, true crime. Like that is she <laughs> eats and breeds it. Like she loves reading about it, and I yeah. like reading about serial killers. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, that's we just kind of came together in that way. But yeah, I. Hundred percent. If I'm listening to a podcast, I want to learn something that I did not know about Absolutely. that story. Yeah. So I love what I, you guys do and keep doing it. Yeah, all right. Thank Say you. To you. Yeah. So which one yeah. of you is the crafty one? That's Mickey. Like, that's that is, okay. yeah. That's okay. the other one. Yeah. You're I, talking about a, I can't a make glue gun or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She got an electric glue gun. I was like, what is that? I don't even know. That was electric a, glue gun. It sounds exciting. Me because I'm crafty. I was too. gonna say, Ben, you dangerous. don't you don't have one already? <laughs> not an electric. Well, uh, not not an electric ba- one. Battery power. Battery power. I, yeah. I didn't even know that they came. I had no like idea. That. Mine yeah. plugs in. Well, there you go. Wow, Beth, Beth has a laminator in her home. I just think yeah. that's so crazy. Uh, only you, know. you only laminate stuff at school or Kinkos, but yeah. she has she crafts so much. She I don't even know if I have a pair of scissors. Whoa, <laughs> laying around Whoa. somewhere like this is how. Oh no! <laughs> I'm actually looking at them right now. I'm like, do I have a pair of scissors or a stapler? How do you remove the tags off your clothes? <laughs> I just Rip them you off. just rip them. <laughs> Look, I'm not buying Versace, okay? I can just rip, I can just rip it right off. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this story, guys. Okay, yes. All right. All right. So today we are going to discuss the Freeway Phantom, and these are the unsolved murders of six girl African American girls found dead in the Washington D.C. area. But unlike my other stories that I tell on here, because this case has not been solved, I'm not going to be able to do a backstory on the killer. Right. Um, Instead, we're going to focus and talk about the victims. All right. All right. So let's start with the first victim, first known victim. Mm -hmm. So uh, 13-year-old Carol Denise Spinks. Mm -hmm. And on April 25th, 1971, Carol was asked by her older sister to walk to the local 7-Eleven or a convenience store, if you don't have 7-Elevens, to buy some groceries. And at that point on her way home, at some point on her way home, she was abducted. And her Mm -hmm. body was found six days later behind the St. Elizabeth hospital it's a psychiatric hospital she yeah she had been sexually assaulted and physically assaulted Mm -hmm. her attacker redressed her and then left her on a grassy embankment and she was missing one shoe so she was missing both shoes oh i read that she was missing one shoe and that 
Well, you know what? I'm glad you said that because I thought it was odd that every other victim except for one was missing both shoes, both shoes. and that she was only missing one shoe. The one, yeah. So that could just have been a typo in my reading. Okay. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. we'll go with both shoes because it makes more sense that everybody else had multiple shoes, had both their shoes missing. And I found it kind of interesting. I mean, <coughs> multiple sources said a lot of different things, right? So you just sort of had to right. go with... Well, more than one said the this, majority so I'm going to go with, yeah. 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 Or, or you I look agree. at the sources and you, you um, like if it's the New York Post, you might mm-hmm. not pay as much attention as mm-hmm. like the Washington Post or something like that. Ah, Alexander I Hamilton. Um, so <laughs> uh, when, what year was this and what month? So this was April 1971. Oh, okay. A very okay. good year. If you yeah. want to commit crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Mickey always talk about like the further you go back, the easier that it's going to be to, yeah. <laughs> to, to yeah. get away with it. To get away yeah, with it. But also, yeah. I mean, at, at this stage in the game of the United States, there was a lot going on. There was uh, a lot, yes. So, yeah, yeah and on. in particular in Washington, D.C., there was that protest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Watergate. Watergate. Yeah. Well, yeah, Watergate. Watergate, well, too. Yeah. That, that was later. Early, okay. I was going to say, was that early 70s? I thought that no, was later. 72. No, it was 72, yeah. Okay, okay. So. Uh, that's when the scandal hit. But there was a protest the day before Carol went missing. So the cops were all busy with that. Mm, got it. Got it. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. I love that. No, please interrupt you. Continue anytime. Seriously. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, under eating, and overeating. Okay, so the copy here says to talk about my experience with stress. Oh boy, (laughs) do you have an hour? Uh, Where do I begin? Work, bills, life, family. I could go on for a very, yeah, (laughs) podcast, a very long time. And I actually do, though, in therapy, which is so helpful for me so I can manage, deal, and get through it. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time, here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash fruit. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash fruit. All right, guys, it's it's time for me to come clean. It's okay. it's time for me to tell the truth. Right. It's time for me to spill the beans. Okay. It's time to fess up. <laughs> it's time to keep it a buck. Keep it 100. Are you going to get to it? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so sometimes after dark, I sneak away and play Best Fiends. Others may wonder about my mysterious disappearances. They say, who does she think she is? David Blaine? David Copperfield? I say none of the above. In fact, I'm having so much fun playing Best Fiends. Ever heard? 
heard of it? Why, yes, I have. (laughs) I love Best Fiends. I love collecting the little monsters when you play so I can level up my fiends. Also, I love going in for the super long matches to free up the board and beat levels. I am happy to report that I am on level 440. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay, friend, I see you flexing over there. (laughs) Now, Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting new levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. I am on level 304. Beth, tell them about the offline play. Yes, of course. (laughs) There is offline play, so you don't even need Wi-Fi or the internet. Oh, good. So download your new favorite getaway, Best Fiends, for free today on the App Store or Google Play. You'll even get $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Next, we have 16-year-old Darlena Denise Johnson, who was abducted on her way to her summer job July 8, 1971 from Congress Heights, which actually was only about 15 feet away from Carol was found, where Carol was found. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. Very close. So, and very close. I mean, like you could see 15 Wait a minute. feet away. Fifth, very close in proximity and same middle name. Middle name. Yes. Yeah. She's not the only one, though. No. I was like, is he purposefully targeting these people I, with this name? It's an interesting That's, theory. And I'm not going to lie. I did look up middle name Denise plus plus sign African-Americans. Like, uh-huh. do black people just really like the middle name Denise? There was a because lot of them. I know popular. a lot of sister Denise yeah. at, at from church. Um, <laughs> it was apparently a very popular name back then. And yeah. Um, they actually looked into whether or not this guy was targeting uh, girls with the middle name of Denise, mm-hmm. and they abandoned that theory because it would have been the other ones too hard. And, yeah, yeah, that's impossible. Were, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't have the internet back then. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> how is he going to know unless you know he knows all these girls? Oh, well, I was going. That's what I was going to say. Unless he knows yeah. them, right? Um, you know, he works possible. around a school right. or something where he would get yeah. to know them, kind oh. of thing. Yeah. But I don't uh, think they found any connection between the girls. I didn't read any. If they did, yeah. they didn't publicize it. Right. But she was still very close to Carol. I mean, I mean, they could have known each other. Like if they yeah. lived, you know, in the in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So during the police investigation, one witness saw Darlena <clears throat> in a black. I mean, I'm sorry. She was in a black car, driven by an African American male. Her body was found 11 days later, and mm-hmm. she, but it was so badly decomposed that they couldn't determine if she was sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. but they able, they were able to tell that she had been strangled, just like Carol. Okay. And she was completely dressed, and she was missing her shoes. Now, the, the missing shoes thing, uh, now help me out on this OG True Crime, okay. is interesting <laughs> And a theory I hadn't considered previously before researching this case is the killer would remove somebody's shoes so they can't run away. Yeah, uh, that's possible. Yeah. It's also uh, possible. I mean, he kept the shoes, too. Yeah, so I mean, he needed something. He liked, yeah. he liked shoes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> So July 27th, 1971, 10-year-old Brenda Faye Crockett, um, her mother sent her to the store and she never returned. Brenda's, yeah. 
Was she is she the young youngest of the victims? She was the youngest. Of the okay, victims. ten oh, years yeah. old. Ten, ten years yeah. old. That's um, tragic. Yeah. Another thing that we talk about too is uh, I, I, in some of the sources it's referred to how young the girls were, but they mm-hmm. didn't all look like they were young, and the adultization of um, BIPOC Black Indigenous people of color, um, which is a theory that implies that. Um, young black and brown people are um, more responsible for bad things that happen to them because they seem they're not, they're not given um, the benefit of being looked at as children. Truly. They're not seen um, as innocent. They're not seen as innocent. Yes. Thank you. Beth. What would I do with that? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I mean, it, yeah, take, take that, take that and uh, literally put it on the sense. editing floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the some of the things that comes out, I'm like, how are you a professional and you're coming up with these opinions? Right. You know, like that makes no sense. A ten year old is a ten year old. I don't right. care what they're wearing. I don't care right. what they're doing. Where what location they're in? That right. child is ten years old. Exactly. Yeah, you know? Thank you. More yeah. bars. <laughs> <laughs> so her family went out to look for her and they left behind her seven-year-old um, to kind of stay at home just in mm-hmm. case Brenda came back mm-hmm. or to man the phones. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda actually called home and her seven-year-old sister picked up the phone. Yo, this Brenda was wild. I know. Brenda was crying and she told her sister that a white man picked her up Mm-hmm. And she believed that she was in Virginia, but he was going to send her home in a taxi cab. Okay. And then okay. she Sounds legit. hung up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Poor baby. Yeah. I, yeah I I, sources said that like she was crying. Which yeah. She, she was oh, crying. I just, oh yeah. my gosh. It's so hard. I have an 11 year old. And so oh, okay. that okay. is oh, like yeah. so hard like to hear. You never that, want yeah. to let your kid uh, leave the house again ever. No. no absolutely. Well, he won't be walking to 7-Eleven. <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> you know what's interesting is, I mean, I, I as a kid used to do this kind of thing all the time. You know, go to the yeah, store, of course. You know, get yeah. gets. Get, you know, you get a list from mom or dad, and you go pick it up by yourself. And uh, nowadays, we would never do yeah. something. Me like and my that. mom were actually just talking about that with trick or treating. So we grew up military, so we pretty much lived on the base our uh-huh. uh, most of our lives, uh-huh. um, and. We, the one time when we moved off base, my parents bought a house in Virginia Beach and uh, we moved off base. And I remember the first year we went trick or treating off base, but we mm-hmm. still felt safe. I mean, we were going to like midnight trick or treating wow. by Holy yourselves. Cow. Yeah, with group with a group of friends, me and Mickey. Um, no, no, no adult. No adult. We've never. Yeah, we've never trick or treated with our parents. We all. I mean, you know, we were little, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. when we got to like higher up in elementary school, then Mickey would have been in middle school. We never. We always trick or treated alone. Yeah. Oh that's my god! My but like you too. said, it was a different time, and yeah. the majority of the time we were on the military base yeah wow and so that's not that pedophiles aren't on the base because we know that they are through history it was seen as safer it was safe we right we just it had the illusion of safety and luckily no one that i i know or myself or mickey were ever attacked or picked up but yeah i my mom just we were talking about that she was like oh yeah i remember you guys used to go trick-or-treat and come back 11 12 wow candy oh my god no fear Wow. No fear. Oh, and yeah. 
this is in the 80s, 90s, right? So yeah. this is only 71. It wasn't oh, okay. that, yeah. you know, it wasn't that long ago. Right. right. Um. So let's see. So her sister received a phone call. Um, mm-hmm. Brenda said she had been abducted by a white male. Um, the police. Oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Um, oh. So she, she said she was abducted. Um, at some point in time, Brenda called again and her mother's boyfriend answered the phone mm-hmm. and it was Brenda. And she said that she asked the boyfriend if mother saw her. Mm. which I don't understand that. Did you guys see that? Like, do you? Yes. I saw it discussed numerous times. Why would she, why would he have her say that? um, The theory was that um, he might have known her mother and he saw the mother <gasps> and right that, oh maybe she was like n- really close to her right. mom and her oh and my he god thought she had seen him and so he wanted to check and see oh my god that breaks my heart yeah, oh my god i know and then i also um it's interesting that he's he, he I, oh, i'm assuming he had her say this that she yes. was snatched by a white man right to kind of right um well that's easy throw to throw him off yeah yeah um yeah. Yeah, that's the th- the other theory is that she was not picked up by a white man and she right. was not in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think she was at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she was at all. Um, so then, then she said, after she said that, she said, I'll see you. And she hung up the phone. Whew, that's so chilling. Sad. Chilling. Oh yeah. God. Could you imagine, sad. like, as a parent to hear and then that kind of fear in your child's voice? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the, but then the, I mean, being a mother, being a uh, f- feeling like I wish I had been there to answer the phone, oh, you know, to hear my baby. Yeah. To let voice. her know that she's okay. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm thinking, yes. oh my gosh. Oh, it's, man. Uh, <laughs> poor Brenda. I, and- I know. I'm so oh. like, I'm getting really, uh, I'm like welling, uh, welling up. Yeah, my eyes are it's, it's, it's tough. It's a bad one. Any, yeah. any, I, know, I hate doing stories about kids. And yeah. Me too. Yeah. Mickey used to do them all the time when we first started. I it, like, I was like, oh my God, do you have any stories where kids aren't <laughs> Not being murdered? Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, we have. I'm the, over here we, talking about the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> triggered. Everybody yeah. is it triggered. Does. It's so horrible. Mm. So uh, the next day, a hitchhiker found her poor little body. Um, she had been raped and strangled. She was completely dressed and missing her shoes. But unlike the first two victims, she had a scarf tied around her neck. Mm, so okay. we don't know what the significance of that is. Well, uh, I don't know either because I'm no OG of true crime. But I also, my understanding is that um, the there's the belief that the, the um, victims were washed and redressed. Um, and, uh, so maybe, maybe the killer, I don't know, maybe, uh, he forgot that she wasn't wearing a scarf. I don't know. My understanding is she was strangled with the scarf. Well, that makes sense. And maybe they all were. Yeah. He just left it on her. Maybe he meant to take it off and forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was tied really tight and he was like, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll get another, (laughs) I'll get another one. Gotcha. I love how you corrected yourself. Good job, Beth. (laughs) You're going to get back to your own show and be like, oh, thank God. Finally. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, it's not like that. No. Um, okay, so the next unfortunate baby is 12-year-old, and I'm going to – I hope I don't butcher her name. So 12-year-old Naomisha. Yeah. Yeah. Naomisha. Yeah. Nino, I Nino, think. Yeah. Anyway, Naomisha Yates. Yes. She was abducted October 1st, 1971, while walking home from the grocery store. Okay. And her body was found a lot quicker. It was found three hours after she was reported missing. And she also had been raped and strangled. She was dressed in missing one shoe. She actually had green fibers on her clothes that the police couldn't identify. And this mm. is why, if it'll be so easy for them to identify that today. Yeah. 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 It's like a simple test would tell them what fabric that is, where it came from. I mean, something well, so small. Yeah. You know, and wouldn't, like, wouldn't, wouldn't you love to just, well, I'm sure they've got the evidence stored somewhere safely in Washington, D.C., correct? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, they don't. Uh, all the evidence has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, that is so key and um what word on the street is it looked like it was from a bath mat or something like that um that's what yeah oh okay okay and then they uh, didn't really know but that was the guess either a bath mat or a rug from a car Mm -hmm. okay but if you go with the theory that they've been bathed by this guy um, yeah and the other one um brenda she she was found with no shoes but her feet had been washed clean Mm. Okay. So, okay. Um, they do so, think that he bathed them before he. Uh, this is a sign of like caring, right? right. And yeah. so this makes me almost certain that he knew them, even if he didn't know them Ooh. on like a level of we're best friends or I'd see Brenda every day. Yeah he had some type of closeness, or at least he felt like yeah. he had some type of closeness because. To wash someone is very symbolic, right? Well, Mary if, Magdalene style. If this, mm-hmm. if this had <laughs> taken place nowadays, I would have guessed that he washed them to get rid of get rid of DNA. Evidence. Yeah, sure. but they didn't yeah. have that, right? Yeah. So he didn't. That wasn't even something that I think he was considering. Would consider, yeah. yeah. I, although yeah. I've I've heard that um, people said that he was probably really smart. So oh he is he smart. Did, yeah. He did, he yeah, he that. would be smart. Yeah. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. Um also uh you know speaking of racism um uh, the, the uh, that is one reason why the prevailing belief is that serial killers are white is that uh there's a level of intelligence that goes along with being able to kill multiple people and not get and caught. get away with it. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, it's just uh, a, a reality is that white men are not are not the only ones capable of of this right. level of intelligence or brutality uh, right. or awfulness. So, And actually, if you check the FBI's website, because they do, up- I'm sure you guys do anyways, but they do update it quite often, <laughs> or yeah. do you not? Um, I don't. Beth probably does. Um, Everyone's I'm well, busy. Yeah. <laughs> I got a job. I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> but they do say what, that what that... that- do, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful going on that site too many times. They'll start right? watching you. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um... <laughs> 
But they say that that's a myth that um, Hollywood has projected to the world that FBI, I mean, that FBI, that serial killers are these super smart and cunning right. people that are one step ahead of the police all the time. Right. Um, some and the of reality, them are. some yeah, of them are, of, but the reality is <laughs> they just have more time. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Because the, the police and the FBI don't know that it's coming. Right. So I don't really have to be a genius. I just have to be Patient. ahead of you. Yeah. Right. Right. Whoa. And so the FBI was like, hey, kind of can we pull back on this? Because it makes people magnify serial killers in, in their opinion, right? right? Because they're like, oh my God, they're so, so smart. They're smart. like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, and, nobody's like Hannibal Lecter. Right. So <laughs> he's not real, right? He's incredible. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like that level of intelligence. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like you know, he's not real, right? You know, wait a minute. Yeah. You, do, you do a true crime podcast, right? Like, you know, he's not. Our so, next episode is on Hannibal Lecter. People be like, um, wait a minute. We're also going to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That, was, uh, that really happened. Get ready for your starring role in a thrilling adventure full of hidden clues, immersive scenes, danger, and romance. That's right. It's June's Journey, and you play June Parker, an amateur detective investigating a series of mysteries. Ooh, you'll put your powers of observation to the test, sharpen your sleuthing skills, find objects, and claim rewards. The visuals are fire. It's like a party for your eyeballs. <laughs> As you play this thrilling adventure full of hidden clues, immersive scenes with danger and romance in full force. Whether you're craving a good mystery or just need to get away for a while, June's Journey is the perfect game for you. It really is a sweet escape. I like to play when I need a mental pick-me-up. There is a detective in all of us. Find your inner detective. Download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. <laughs> um, also, I think, um, you know, uh, another element is the police uh, accountability. I, on our show, very frequently call police messy ass hoes because uh, <laughs> they don't, um, I, I don't believe that when it comes to victims of color, black and brown, indigenous people, especially women, um, women. Yes. Uh, and people of lower socioeconomic backgrounds are not given the same attention or resources um, to investigations into um, violent crimes and murders. Um, this is true. So yes, uh, they the I, I'm not going to stop saying that about police. So if anybody's feelings are hurt, I don't care. <laughs> and also, um, what me and Mickey have talked about a lot too is the MEs or the crime scene investigators also are uh -huh. guilty in a way that um, a lot of the times they will not put an urgency on it. Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. do due diligence yeah. in cases like this. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of like it's kind of like a snowball effect, right? If one person is not doing it, or if the police aren't giving me enough evidence, mm -hmm. I don't have enough to go on. Um, Mickey's done a ton of stories where coroners were just like, huh? Like I don't know. Let's is just... he a doctor? Like, how is he? <laughs> I don't even think they have to be yeah. um doctors. Uh, Myers, yeah, is that coroner it elected? The, it depends on the state. It depends on the okay. state. It's okay. state. Yeah. It's okay. State. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
another um, reason why uh if the shoe fits messy hose <laughs> you can wear it <laughs> um so yeah uh there's a, in it's a, a, an interrogation of the the system of policing and um you know of the machine behind it mm-hmm. which includes these forensic labs which i don't think they're private i believe they're part of the police um machinery so you know if if one part the investigation the the boots on the ground detectives if that's flawed and the crime scene investigators and coroners that's flawed it all kind of works together towards ruining things so yeah. very bad outcomes <laughs> very and, bad outcomes yeah you know i was on social media recently and i came across this um what was i on instagram and or no 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 it was on it was on twitter and i can't remember what the the article was related to it was um oh i know exactly the missing girl gabby oh someone someone commented under the twitter someone made a comment about her uh, her picture and then you know how people are they put their own opinions on there so one guy said um it was a white guy he said no, 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 I'm sorry. So uh, a black lady first commented and she was said, if Gabby was black, she would not be on national news. Correct. And then the guy said. Well, uh-oh. actually. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, you don't need to, I think we know where this is going. <laughs> right. So the guy, com- a white guy commented and he said, if Gabby was black in a black community, the people in the community wouldn't talk to the police. And hmm. that kind of struck a chord with me okay. in a way that I was like, is he wrong? And and you help me out with this Ooh. because we have been, not, I'm going to say we, I'm going to say if you grew up in a community that mm-hmm. distrusts the police. Yeah. If the police come into your neighborhood to solve crimes of this magnitude, mm-hmm. Are you going to switch that off and say, absolutely, I'll help you any way I can? Or are you still going to have such a high level of distrust for the police that you end up hindering the investigation by not saying, I saw Brenda get into a black Chevelle with a guy who looks like this? Well, it's I mean, it's 1971, right? And black people are um, not on not. Are we? I guess if are we looking at Gabby's case or just any? At Brenda's just any? Because I think the, yeah. I think the decade is also important um, to consider because this is also on the heels of civil rights, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know um, if uh, um, somebody came into Brenda's community trying to um, solve the case and help retrieve this missing girl or, or um, uh, get to the bottom of, of her murder. I don't see black. Uh, uh, I don't believe black people would not talk to the police in that instance. Another thing that's complicated about being a black person in America is the compartmentalization girl has mm-hmm. me exhausted. And so mm-hmm. I I don't talk to the police because I'm terrified of them. And I believe that they are predatory and they're also messy hoes. But if they, if if it was clear that they were coming to help, which they are usually not, but if it was clear that they were coming to help investigate something, then I would be happy to give a witness statement. Um, but any other reason, um, no. And that it that just is how you know I have to compartmentalize mm-hmm. in order to survive. Um, so now, I, I don't know what are your thoughts many- on that. 
how many um, of the police officers were black at that well, time? Well, that's a good um, question. Because I know that, that uh, Washington, D.C. was 71% black. Chocolate City, time. baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, were there any black police officers? And if I, so, how many? I don't know. Yeah. I think that would make a difference. That, that that really would make a difference. I know one of the investigators on this particular case was a black woman. Oh, that's The right. black woman. Yeah, she yeah. yeah, she came later, though. Oh, she wasn't in the initial. She wasn't. No, oh, no, okay. she came on like her sister was murdered or something, right? And then oh, she there was wanted... actually two. Yeah. Oh, okay. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that they were women also was yeah. kind of a big deal. Unusual. Yeah. 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 Um, Romaine Jenkins. Yes, I think, Romaine is Jenkins. Who? Yeah. No, that was the the one that was the... a police officer during this time. Yes. And she did not work the case, but she was aware of the case and she was kind of on the peripheral. Now, the Ah. other police officer was, I think, Denise's sister. Denise. Okay. Yeah, I know we jotted their names down. Denise. No, there's a whole bunch of Denise's. Was it Diane's sister? Maybe. The 17 year old? Somewhere. Because uh, I think Di- her Diane, yeah, Diane. yeah, Di Williams. Because I yeah. think she was a, her sister was older, like older than right. the other girls that were yes. murdered. Okay, yeah, oh, okay. Patricia Williams was the woman's name. She became a police officer. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, that is an, also a very interesting <laughs> and important dynamic into the investigation of crimes in general. Is the police force um, should reflect the population yes. um, that it is quote unquote serving and protecting? <laughs> Nege. Um, By the way, that's Garifuna for um, baloney. I am half Garifuna and sometimes I throw out Garifuna words and that's one of my faves. So anyway, uh, yeah, it it, it is. It's definitely an interesting question about the makeup of the police force. Yeah, it is. And now I didn't read anything in this case where um, the people were not willing to speak with the police. Um, and well, I'm sure the families were. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, obviously. but the neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. The, now, yeah. people did come forth and people yeah. did, you know, there were witnesses, right. you know, and I was just curious because it kind of matches what he said. Kind of right. There were other think, cases you know? that we've covered where the people were definitely not willing to talk to the police. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. I didn't read that about this one. But I don't really know. It was 1971. Exactly. 1971. There's not a lot of evidence here. I was six years old. It was a very good year. No, it wasn't. A lot of That's what I was going to say. Was it? Okay. So her. Go ahead. No, it's fine. It's fine. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, 
offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins, convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife, and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6000 cash, give us each 3000 we give you this. Uh-huh. You go home, and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, and that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Um, Neomosha, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm brushing her name. She, um, did, ha- they did have one witness come forth and say that they saw her getting into a blue Volkswagen, but the police couldn't make any connections. Um, with have you blue- ever met a black person who drives or owns a black, uh, a, a Volkswagen? Cause I never have. Now this was in the 70s. Well, I was going to say they were very <laughs> popular cars. Okay. It was like one of From, the most coming off of the cars. 50s, the 60s. Yeah. Okay. 60s, they were I'm very, just I'm just That's when, racist. I'm just <laughs> saying <laughs> from my my You're I'm thinking taking, about right now, but I've taken a survey of my life. Never <laughs> seen it. Never seen it. Never even seen it in a movie. <laughs> yeah, but they, they did used to be very popular cars and okay. around this time. So it makes sense that there would be a lot of them on the road. And I read somewhere that he was possibly renting cars. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he okay. was going all out. Like, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. he was doing the most. Switch the style up on him. Yeah, it makes yes. sense. Yeah. Smart serial killing. There we go. You can't use your own car to serial kill. Got him. Yeah. Got him. So yeah. the police weren't able to make any um, connections. She was found off the shoulder of Pennsylvania Avenue in Maryland, which is just right over the bridge in her, that section of D.C. where the other girls were found. Um, so they thought that the killer was migrating. Mm. Sorry. Okay. So this is um, when he got the name of the freeway phantom oh the, yeah the daily news it. in dc actually 
they coined it they and get, started oh. calling him the Freeway Phantom. So that's where that came from. Okay. So on November 15th, 1971, 18-year-old Brenda Denise Woodward, Woodward disappeared after having dinner with her friends. Um, her family waited, but Brenda never got off the bus, which her bus stop was directly in front of their house, basically, on Maryland Avenue. And then six hours later, the police discovered her body. She had been stabbed multiple times and strangled and found on a grassy area near Prince George Council Hospital. She was dressed. A coat was laid over her body. And unlike the previous victims, she had both of her shoes. Mm, and she so she had been stabbed. So she possibly wasn't connected, but she had a handwritten note in the coat of the pocket. This is wild. This is uh, this part of the case really so, sent me. You want me to read the note? Please yeah. do. So the note says, it's hard to read, but the note said, this is tantamount to my intensity to, I mean, wait, so say to especially women. And I'm pretty sure that is not supposed to be intensity. And in, insensitivity. Insensitivity. Yeah, okay. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Uh-uh. So this is tantamount to my insensitivity to women. I mean, to people, especially women. I will admit to the others when you catch me, if you can, freeway phantom. Mm. Interesting the use of words. Um and my understanding is it it was in Brenda's handwriting? Yeah. So it, Brenda, the paper came from Brenda's notebook. It matched her other book, her handwriting from her other notebooks. So it was actually her handwriting. Now, the police said that they didn't see that she may have known him because she didn't they didn't see any stress indicating indicators in her writing. Huh. Um, which is really weird yeah i don't how would you i mean i, I guess, mean even if you knew the person and but the person is asking you forcing to you it, yeah to, i mean he would have had to done that first so she didn't feel any kind of threat right right but what's what's the story behind i want you to write this note yeah <laughs> the like, story hey, behind that you wait, know other, yeah. other yeah. women yeah, yeah. like <laughs> especially women what amount what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty And then wild. signing it, the Freeway Phantom. I mean, yeah. What, what story would you tell her to get her to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Weird. also the the new um, MO, the MO has switched. Switched, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, just like the bathing, he put a coat over her, which is a sign of caring. Right. 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 Because right. she's not going to get cold. Oh, right. Yes. And so <laughs> yes. Why I don't know why I'm like... Right, she won't. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, she will, right. but she won't she, feel it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's. I just heard what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, um. Uh, this is an interesting one. And then I the the part about the stabbings. I was under the impression maybe she must have fought really hard, like fought back. That was really the hard. theory. Is that um, because she was older? She was mm-hmm. the oldest. Fifteen. Mm. Uh, she was eighteen. She 18? Yep. Oh, 18. I'm sorry. I was looking at the yeah. November 15th date. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, you know what I was going to say? And I think maybe this is why she has her shoes. Because think about it. The other girls would have had small feet. Right. So maybe he has a thing. She's basically a woman. Yeah. So she has woman-sized clothes, woman-sized feet. Maybe he has... It's the smallness of the shoes that he likes. She was also wearing mm. boots instead of like shoes. Right, regular shoes. Maybe he just couldn't didn't get them like all. Boots. 
Maybe. Well, you know. But he would have had to have taken something because he's obviously a trophy collector. He could not take – we just don't something. know what he took. Yeah. He had to have taken something. Mm-hmm. We just won't know what it was. Yeah. There's no way he – if this is the same person, the stabbing is kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah. if this is the same person, then there's mm-hmm. no way that he couldn't – he wouldn't have taken something from her. Yeah, Another so- – in- Oh, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Beth. No, okay. Beth, I was just going to say the theory is that she, because she was older, she fought harder and mm-hmm. was more of a challenge to him, and so that's why she was stabbed. Yeah, yeah. like uh, strangling would would have. Uh, it was just It'd I be guess, harder. harder. Yeah, harder. Yeah. Also, um, are we going to talk about? I hate this word. The negroid hairs that were discovered oh. on the victims. Yeah, there was two hairs. One belonged to a Caucasian man and the other belonged to an African-American male. And I don't know back then how they knew that they belonged to men. Oh, good. Probably the shortness of the hair. Probably it was unusual for that time for a woman to have extremely short hair. It wasn't ruled out completely. 100%. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it it does happen. And also think about the time they're not equating women to be vicious killers, killers yeah. like so, we are now. Right. Well, right. is there We've any come a long way? Yeah, now we're vicious killers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Susan B. Anthony. Right. <laughs> Actually, Susan B. Anthony was a wild racist, if anybody is wondering. <laughs> but I am happy about the 19th Amendment. Anyway, uh, is there any um there's no speculation that this could have been a woman, right? We we're no, no, no. we're pretty sure. No. Okay, no. Well, I mean, with the rape, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the sodomy, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless she had a partner, which mm. that wouldn't be to lure. Possible. Yes, yeah. because um, think about it. Women, the kids would trust a woman, a woman, a strange yeah, yeah. woman over a strange man. So there's, yeah. it's possible. Yeah, mm. that is possible. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. of that. I didn't. But either. I didn't you read heard that it anywhere. here, folks. I yeah. didn't either. It we made just that up. Came out. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just speculation. Total yes. speculation. Um, so the okay, next well, victim. It, no, it's okay. So uh, we love it. We love it. The next victim is seventeen-year-old um, Diane Denise Williams, and she was abducted December fifth, nineteen seventy-two, and she was headed to her boyfriend's house. And she got on the bus. She was seen getting on the bus at eleven twenty. And then she was never seen alive again after that. Now, um, there's a quite a bit of cooling off period, right? Between Brenda and Diane's death. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's why in he, if you go back to his letter, he'll, he said, I'll tell you about the others. So I don't think there was a cooling off period. I think they just didn't find these women, these, ba- these kids. Whoa. Because maybe, because think about how D.C. is positioned, right? So we're from Virginia Beach. We used to go to D.C. all the time. It's like three hours away. Uh So he could be going to D.C., Maryland, Virginia, like anything, New York, anything surrounding. It's a short car ride. Right. I think they, maybe the, uh, if he had gone to other cities, they didn't make the connection, right? Because they weren't doing inter-policing. Right. right. Other jurisdictions. Because that, uh, he you know, said there's other, he said, I'll, if you catch me, I'll tell you about the others. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there was a gap in deaths at all. Wow. Okay. This theory is very interesting. Uh, you've piqued my interest. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we should do a podcast about this. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> 
But you know what I've noticed, though, as the cases go on, as there more and more girls are being discovered, they're finding them faster and faster. So that does tell me that they are, there is some sense of urgency. There is some sense of, um, we know, well, they knew there was a serial killer, right? They just, um, right, because now they're looking. So someone calls and it's like, Denise, Diane didn't come home. They're out there. They're like, okay, here she is, you know? Um, So they- uh, that's uh, uh, to your point. One of the bodies was found by somebody and the police were like, they drove by and they didn't see anything. <laughs> and then a week later, the body was still there yeah. um, on one of the earlier victims in this case. So yeah, the, oh, urgency that the one um, has picked up. I can't yes, remember yes. the one that was decomposed. Brenda. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was Darlena. Darlena. Because it took her, uh, it took them 11 days. And she was, yeah, took them 11 days to find her. So two people called the police, actually, uh, and told the police that they spotted a body. And the police supposedly went and checked it out. And they said they didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. And then um, one of the people who called in the body came back and was like, this body's still here. (laughs) What? This body has not moved an inch. (laughs) How crazy is that? That's why. the police again, yeah. And that's how they found her. Yeah. so sad. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, where was I? Okay, so they found her body a few hours later, and she had been strangled. She was dressed in missing shoes. There was no sign of rape, but there was trace amounts of semen found, but they think that that was probably from her boyfriend. Right. Who was not a suspect. Okay. Um, uh, Although can, her boyfriend said they they did not have sex, right? Which is crazy. Really? So it's probably the killer. Mm. It, it's very possible. Yeah. So uh, there maybe there was no sign of um, sexual assault yeah. because maybe she was already dead. Yeah. Or, uh, okay. Or he 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 did not assault her, but he did ejaculate on her. Mm. Okay. Uh, wow, that got dark. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It, it does. Happens. Yeah, it does yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah, wow. Okay. Um, so the police continued their investigation. Uh, every lead that they had was turning up nothing. They did compile a short list of suspects. Their first focus was on this gang called the Green Vega Rapists, which oh I plan God, on doing people. a, they're horrible and I plan on doing a podcast oh. about them very soon. Um, yeah. So they interviewed each of the gang members who were, they were in jail. They all had alibis and they're all their alibis corroborated, you know, each other's story, right? Yes. But they are the absolute worst. They were literally yeah. going around and just raping people. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I that, did not know crazy. about that. I've never heard of them before. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, this is just tragic. This is horrible. Yeah. um, So then they turn their attention to two ex-cops, Edward Sullivan and Tommy Simmons, who were convicted of killing a four who were convicted of killing 14 year old Angela Denise Barnes. So she's also a Denise. Denise, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. But still, she was only 14 years old. But she was, yeah. They connect they they couldn't connect Angela though to the Phantom, the freeway phantoms style of killing and so they said okay well it wasn't them um but their last suspect robert askins 
in 19, this guy is just wild. In 1978, he was working as a computer technician and he was arrested for abducting and raping a 21 year old woman in his home. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, He already had served previous time for murder Mm -hmm. at the age of 19. He um, served cyanide laced or whiskey laced cyanide Mm -hmm. to five sex workers in a brothel, killing 31 year old Ruth McDonald. And then two days later, he went back to that same place and stabbed 26 year old sex worker Elizabeth Johnson. Santa Maria. He, yeah, upon his arrest, he told the police that he hated women. And then in 1939, at his trial, he was found criminally insane and sent to where? St. Elizabeth's Hospital, where the first body was found. Yo, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he was released in April of 1952. And then five months after that, he strangled 42-year-old Laura Cook to death. He was sentenced to 20 years to life, but his conviction was overturned in 1958. What? I don't okay. know why his conviction was overturned. That makes no sense. Okay. Um, there must he's already killed several people. Of, uh, yeah. He's I got was thinking a like a legal, yeah, yeah, like some kind of legal issue. thing, that yeah. loophole that got him off. Um, because his background and incarceration at St. Elizabeth's, the police decided to take a closer look. And while searching his home, they discovered court documents with where the judge used the word tantamount and they yeah um which was the word that was written in the letter that was in brenda's pocket the note Um, mm -hmm. yeah and then they interviewed his co-workers he worked at national science foundation they interviewed his co-workers and they said that he frequently used that word in conversation Like he loves, like that's his favorite word. <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah. Word. What a weirdo. I know. <laughs> that's funny. It's not the, on the murders. It's his frequent use of tantamount. <laughs> I mean, how many times can you use that? Like, yeah. How um, often do you get the opportunity? <laughs> apparently, a lot. <laughs> so don't be using that word. Wherever, word. wherever I can squeeze that word. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. What I, I've never used that word other than I've the never day. used it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I how do you even years use old it? when I yeah, said when I first used tantamount? Yeah. I mean, what are you saying at work? I mean, yeah. Beth, do you ever use that word? Beth is very smart. Not, not that she I has a, can remember. So many degrees. I don't have that many degrees. Uh, can you use tantamount in a sent in a sentence? Uh, I can read that note. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. (laughs) So let's see. So that's funny. The police got a search warrant and they dug up Robert's backyard, searched his whole home. They found no evidence of the girls in his home whatsoever. And they were never able to officially connect him to the crimes. He actually died in prison at um, age 91. He was asked if he was the killer and he said that, he did not have the depravity of mind to commit any of these crimes. Mm, yeah. yeah. So Sounds I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's tantamount to a lie. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. I don't, but I mean, but think about it. If it was now I, I do kind of believe that it's him, but he did say, if you catch me, I'll admit to the other murders. And he's right. saying that I wouldn't commit this kind of crime, which I'm right. sure he means children. 
Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So That's the only maybe because he did commit some similar crimes. He did. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He yeah. did. Yeah. And uh, and his but his other uh, victims were older, mm-hmm. and they were sex workers. And what didn't he make oh, it clear? No, the, no just just the, two were well, sex they, workers. Yeah. The the later ones in the when was it the, so, the late seventies or uh, when no he, he killed he killed in the fifties. Right, but he yeah. also uh, For, he raped a woman in seventy eight. Raped a couple of women in yeah. seventy eight. Okay, yeah. Um, so I mean, he did do similar crimes. I mean, he's horrible. didn't he also yeah. um, write a note? Was there? Did he author some sort of note that um, investigators said? Well, it looks like um, you could connect him to these um freeway phantom cases because he I wrote a note all. too okay then i'm that totally making that up <laughs> it might be another story <laughs> yeah yeah you yes. can go ahead and they edit do, that out they do <laughs> start to yeah. blend together sometimes yeah they do <laughs> but actually the case is still open and i did want to tell there's a hundred fifty thousand dollar reward still Ooh. and I just want to let the listeners know if you or anybody that you know has any information on this case, please contact the Synchronized Operations Command Center at 202-727-9099 or email them at unsolved.murders at dc.gov. So if you hear a family member talk about it or something, just, you know, if you have any information that can help these families get peace please turn share the, it turn that yeah. sucker in yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> um yeah uh i i think it's great that the case is still open, still open. Yes. um my understanding um one of the resources um i we i looked into to um familiarize myself with the case is the podcast tantamount and uh it's uh by i can't remember but they interviewed law enforcement who was kind of salty about um, looking into this case again because in their minds it was solved with the arrest I of Askins. Askins. Yeah, and but I know, can, pol- but that's not how police work. Police, that's not, not, that's not, not how it works. Work. It's yeah. not how that's, it should work. It's not okay solved because. Yeah, I just dropped my exactly. mic. <laughs> 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 I think you heard that. Hello, <laughs> just painted. Yeah. Are you alive? <laughs> um, but yeah, and it. it you're right. It's not how it should work, but a lot of and prosecutors do this as well. Prosecutors, municipalities and police departments rely heavily on their case closure rate for um, looking good in the press and getting funding. And um, when their um, uh, tactics and statistics are attacked, they get offended and uh Nobody gives a crap about your feelings, you messy hoes. As I said, we're trying, you know, we're trying to get this this case solved. And so I just wanted to um, shout out the fact that this is it's really great. I think that the case is still open and um, uh, they are like I I saw a YouTube video and um, it was just they're the police the police chief i think was like going out to scenes and like still really passionate about this case so i i just applaud which is not something i normally do with police but i i think that's great so well, yeah i mean anytime credit you know you got to give credit where it's due because they could have just you know walked away from it but but also i think it's a lot to do with youtubers and podcasters keeping it going yeah. Right? And probably yeah. the family members because they need this closure. And then right. think about the other girls that the same thing happened. Their families 
they know that this it's connected, but they can't prove it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? My understanding was too, there was some murders that occurred afterwards with similar MOs mm-hmm. that were not grouped into this case. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I'm saying all that to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a good story and I hope that um, it keeps getting retold over and over again until we have some kind of conclusion until somebody comes up and says, Hey, you know, I know something about it. Um, Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, all right. What do you guys, do you have any more thoughts on the case you'd like to share? Um, well, uh, Beth, what would you, would you like to start? Um, Beth, are you still there? Uh-oh. Oh, I think Beth. Yeah, I'm oh, there she sorry. is. Okay. I, was, I uh sorry, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, muted myself cuz I was coughing. Oh. Okay. oh. <laughs> and then I forgot to unmute myself and I'm here talking. You're like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, boy. um one thought that I had was that um the girl who was killed, the 18 year old, mm-hmm. uh, Denise, or they're all Denise. Oh my God. Brenda Denise Woodward. Um, oh, yes. she was stabbed. And, uh, unlike the other victims, she had her boots on, she had the note. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite a bit different than from the other ones. And she I'm was covered. Yeah, she was covered. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if Askins, killed her killed oh but not maybe the, not the other ones yeah oh like my god maybe gosh. she was that's a, a good series my wig yeah. just flew off yeah. <laughs> that's a good theory yeah i like that um, and it kind of fits it yeah does. and the the f- first two ones denise I said Denise again, was it? Yeah, Carol. <laughs> Carol, <laughs> Denise, yeah. I'm sorry, I keep saying Denise. Uh, Carol Spinks and the second one. Darlena. Um, yeah. Denise. Those two, it seems pretty clear that those two were They're connected. They're connected. Yeah. And I also think that Brenda Crockett, the third victim, was, was connected. connected as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, and their ages are very close, 13, 16, 10, and then yeah. 12. Right. So, and, uh, um, and then 15. Nina Moshia as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's I just, my thoughts. Go ahead, Wendy. Oh, uh, well, hard agree. And I just think that this case brings up an interesting conversation about missing and murdered um, Black women and Indigenous women and girls, um, which is a, an epidemic that is not talked about often. And so right. this case is still open, which is um, good that they're trying to solve it. And I think, um, you know, TikToker, TikTokers, um, bloggers, podcasters have um, been in the news a lot, especially this week because of the Gabby Petito case. Mm-hmm. And um, people are like, um, you know, it's mad disrespectful to talk about true crime. Um, I've never felt that we uh, are in that camp. Um, we, you know, we usually try to say things like, you know, rest in power to, to the to the queens, Carol, Carol, Denise, Darlene, uh, Denise Johnson, Brenda Faye, Crockett, Nino Moshia Yates, Brenda Denise Woodward, Diane, Denise Williams, all the names, all the victims. Um, but I do think that... Um, 
it's um, kind of a weird time to be in the space, um, given the, you know, the uproar about um, the Gabby Petito case. And there's a lot of conversation about it. And I just think it uh, is just an interesting time. to be So what, what are you saying? Are they saying that podcasters are glorifying? They are. Yeah. The crimes? Podcast, podcasters and TikTokers are glorifying the crimes and also, um, you know, there's disrespectful. This, there's disrespectful the yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but how would, how would people even know about these young ladies if podcasters, if TikTokers, and YouTubers yeah. didn't, didn't exactly. talk about it? Exactly. There's a lot of things in history that people don't know. There's a lot of events that have taken place, and I love history, that yeah, I didn't know right, until right. I started podcasting. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know? And so I don't find that it's disrespectful if I'm disrespecting the deceased. Right. Sure. Yeah. But and then um, it, I, I've thought about this and I think I've talked about it on the show before um, or maybe privately to Mickey. I realize when I listen to other podcasters, when they talk about the uh, the killers of these crime, mm-hmm. you know, the murderers, mm-hmm. a lot of times they address them by their last name. And I always address them by their first name. And I, I asked Mickey, I said, do you feel like. People think that's disrespectful that I'm calling the criminal by his first name, mm. you know, um, oh, but I do it every time. Uh-huh. And, you know, we kind of like had our little back and forth about, you know, no, you know, it maybe not. I don't know. What is your take on it? Do you feel because even in here, I call him Robert yeah. instead of. Yeah. Askins. I, we just talked about this in our recent episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's disrespectful um, to the victim, but. Um, my preference is to call them by their last names. I hear a lot of people yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, yeah. when I talk about when they're younger, when they're kids, I usually use their first name mm-hmm. okay. because just... they're children. Yeah. And yeah. when I the story turns to when they're an adult, it's a little I darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious because most of the podcasters that I hear, they always address them by their last name or their whole name, their full name. Or the full yeah. name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it probably people, nobody has ever mentioned that to us. So I just, yeah. it's just something that I noticed and I was wondering what people thought about it. Well, the full um, name's in the show notes. So, you know, you know right. Yeah. Every yeah. Time. Every time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's an interesting time to be in the space. And I think you guys uh, and your show are doing a really great job of, um, having respect for the victims and the story. And, um, this, yeah, we, we tried to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also has anybody heard about Sam little being a a possible suspect in this case? Do you guys have any thoughts about that? Did you see that anywhere? I think I just read that today, actually, before we came on. Okay. I think, Um, I hadn't looked into it too much. I haven't looked into it, but I, it was up on the thing. I saw it. I, I didn't, I, I mean, I don't think it would fit, um, because he, um, well, first of all, he remembered, um, all his victims and I think you would have never mentioned any, you never mentioned any of these, any of these victims or drew pictures of them. I know he he drew pictures of them and he was more, um, this seemed to be, this is a short span of time. It's like, uh. 71 to 72 and Mm -hmm. he was all over the place i mean i think he was a truck driver or drove truck and so he was more mobile and i just for 
this cluster of murders to have been committed by Mr. Sam Little um, in this short period of time. It just doesn't make any sense to me based on what I know, but I also don't know a lot. So uh, who knows? (laughs) I, I agree. And I think most of his victims were older women as well. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But it's uh, it's an interesting theory. It um, is, yes, yeah, so worth looking into. Yeah, um, amongst yourselves. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but okay. I can't. I can't think of anything else. Oh, I did want to say we always. Uh, if anybody is curious, um, Washington D.C. sits upon which indigenous tribes? Oh, ancestral lands. Let me see. I wrote it down. Apologize. Uh, uh, the not. I I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but the Nakach tank, Nakach tank, or Nakach tank tonk, or something like that. Anacost or Anacostans. Okay, got it. Thanks. There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't so think of any other. Thoughts. You guys tell us, or we know, but tell our listeners how they can find you and get in contact with you and hear your show. Hit it, Beth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just kidding. I'll do it. <laughs> I gotta find. I can uh, do it. I just okay. gotta find it. <laughs> oh my god! If you don't sound like me and Nikki, we're like, how do we not know our own Wait website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our website is fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod, and our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We're also on Twitter and instagram at fruit loops pod yeah thank you and you guys definitely know how to find us on murderhistorygirls.com or any available places that you can listen to podcasts if you need to get in contact with us by email go ahead and hit us up at murderhistorygirls at gmail.com and i just want to send a huge thank you to you guys for coming on the show (laughs) you have been so funny oh my gosh i love we definitely have to do this again yeah Um, with nikki next time yeah that'd be awesome yeah um we this is just an honor and um i've been a lot of fun i can't speak for my girl beth but oh yeah this was really fun. <laughs> yeah it was yeah. Really so fun. fun yeah i enjoyed um, so it so thank, thank you for you having so us so much yeah anytime anytime all right so mickey will Well, that's it, folks. Uh, where can the people find us, Beth? Our website is fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod, And our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Fruit Loops Pod. And links to our sources will be in our footnotes. If you want to support the show, you can send us a donation on the Cash App. Just Google Fruit Loops Pod Cash App. Or you can become a monthly patron through Podbean. This will help us pay for things like our website and pod hosting. There's no minimum and no commitment. Even a dollar would help. And as always, we have merch for sale on our website. That's right. Now, this is a weekly podcast and new episodes drop every Thursday. So until next time, look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there.
3 a.m. The comedy horror podcast that holds weekly gatherings around the campfire. Let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to hear stories about demonic possessions, prison stabbings, skinwalkers, glitches in the matrix, cult leaders, missing 411, night marchers, Operation Paperclip, Mesopotamian devil worship, and so many monsters it'll give Kanye West a runaway for his money. Pop and meme culture also aren't off topic. A camp where laughs and scares are constantly competing for first place. We're just a group of friends trying to bust each other's balls, find the best stories, and expand the circle in the process. 3AM, the comedy horror podcast, not for the faint or fragile of heart. Let's go. Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com (laughs) 